Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 144. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Hello and welcome to a polka-tastic episode of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. Special city. We have Brother Lucas. I'm your Wiz Nightmare. And joining us tonight, the one-two punch, Brother Justin. Don't you make me repeat it. And Sister Brandy. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Weird Al cast. This is a highly anticipated event. I am so excited to see what the hell this is. I have no idea what is going to happen tonight with this movie. And I don't even want to speculate. I just want to talk about our history with Al because mm-hmm. I feel like we are all right in that sweet spot of him basically raising us. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss tonight for the world because Weird Al Yankovic is a big part of my life and, and childhood. He's up there with Mr. Rogers. Like. And no yes. matter what happens with this movie, I just want to solidify that he is vital to our existence. A truly creative spirit, uh, very imaginative, very uh, down to earth and accessible. Yes. And relatable. And silly and fun. And in a world where the internet didn't really exist, his parody album, Audio Cassette Tapes, which is how I was introduced to him with Bad Hair Day, uh, really landed hard yeah. for the kid mm-hmm. in, in me. So yeah. what's your what's what's your origin story? So Lucas? my origin story is this. So I was a big, huge fan of his only movie, UHF. <laughs> yes. And it was the very first movie I ever bought on VHS in my entire life. Wait, what? Yeah. Whoa. For realsies. And this was up north, Northern California. Uh, in Santa Cruz uh, at Beacon Video and this nice old lady named Linda owned the place. Shout out to Beacon Video. <laughs> and I had to order it from Linda because again, there's no internet, right? Like I, this right. isn't like Amazon. She had to take out a big book or something? Yeah, this was like early 90s, I'm <laughs> guessing. I was probably 10 or 11 years old. Yeah, the big book. She ordered it for me. It did not take six or eight weeks. It took six or eight months oh, for that tape to come in and every week or every other week, I would like ask about yeah. it, like, you know, making sure it was still on track. I don't know why it took that long. <laughs> Did she have any excuse? No, I have no fucking idea. I can't remember now. It's lost a time, the minutia of it. But but here's but here's the kicker. When I finally got <laughs> it and I did get it, the, the purple box shrink wrapped. I couldn't bring myself to open it or oh, watch whoa. it because I had waited for it for so long. <laughs> it was too it's pristine. Like yeah. So I was like, I'm going to save this for a very special occasion. Like a fine wine. Exactly. And I wound up saving it for years. 
until Whoa. I fell in love in high school with my first high school girlfriend, my high school sweetheart, Elizabeth H. From <laughs> Providence High School in Burbank. Elizabeth and Holmes. Came, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lucas. Oh, man. And she came over to my, my house one day after school and I said, you know, pick out any movie you want to watch. And she picked that one, UHF. Nice. And That's a it, good sign. And it was still wrapped up in shrink wrap. So I said, look, if you're going to open it, we're going to watch it. I have to document this. We have to get married. Yes. <laughs> so I took pictures with, with like a disposable camera or like a 35 millimeter film camera. Lucas, of, do you have these pictures somewhere? I used to, oh, but then we broke on. up. I think I trashed them. I sure, can't sure. remember exactly. But the, those are heady times. The point is, it was that important to me, this movie. And and I also bought the uh, one sheet poster, which I then gifted to my friend Dave Goodberg uh, when he moved to L.A. But nevertheless, this movie and, and this man and his music and his art is a big part of my 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 life. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful. That's wow. a great origin story. Justin, I bet you got something cooking. Oh, man. Well, the first time I went to Best Buy after getting a CD player. Oh, shit. That's a sacred bought, journey. Yeah, I got The Offspring and Weird Al's Greatest Hits. <laughs> that checks nice. out. That checks out. I needed, it's like I needed like salty and sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, you know, I was angsty because I was in like eighth grade. Yeah, so I yeah. needed I needed to rock out right. and be mad. But I also needed to laugh. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that started my journey. Or it, I mean, it probably started earlier with the videos. Sure. Being children of the 80s, we, you know, like you said, came up with uh, all yeah. that stuff. And that's got to sound so good. Like your first CD player, putting in that first CD, hearing that clarity, shit you've never heard before. That accordion must have sounded so cool. Oh, <laughs> so good. So good. But yeah, I mean, I'm just so inspired by someone who can endure this long in our oh, culture yeah. yeah and and do it while making fun of people but in a pg non yeah. mean way sure like into the internet age it's like it's amazing yeah. no how, scandals how yeah like yeah. zero scandals <laughs> yeah yeah so you you asked me if i wanted to be on this lodge cast and i was like for sure <laughs> So I reread his oh, wow. Nathan Rabin biography. Yes. Oh my gosh. Re-listening to all the albums. And then uh, I, I made the mistake of not looking what the film's release date was. So oh. this was all in August. Okay. So it was real fresh in my mind. I was like, I am so ready for this. And then I looked at the release date. I was like, Whoops. oh. <laughs> Whoops. But it, the, all that knowledge has had a chance to mature and marinate within you. So now you're just, you have a wisdom about Al. Yeah. Now I'm ready. And okay. I'm sure you'll, you'll enlighten the audience about our trip to a weird Al concert oh, in Los yeah. Angeles. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, I'll go next. Uh, my first and second concerts that I ever attended were weird Al. Whoa. The, wow. first, the first one was 1984 at the Minnesota state fair. Oh man. Shout out. And people were loving it. They were, <laughs> all I remember is just looking around and I had never seen so many grown men without shirts at a public <laughs> <laughs> and people were just rocking and oh. they, they were loving it. Al was young and spry and just jumping and jiving all over the place. My second one was in 1988. Oof. And it was Weird Al. And I just remember going into the restroom and every person in the restroom was singing Yoda together. <laughs> just peeing away. They weren't laughing. It wasn't like funny. 
we were just reverently singing Yoda together. Just a classic bar <laughs> song, yeah. As you should. And then... Into the trough. Justin and I and a few other usual suspects went to a Weird Al concert in L.A., and the big takeaway from that was just the demographic, which was everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody and their mom and their dad and their grandpa <laughs> was at this concert. You couldn't pin it down. Like, you know, it was hands across America. We are the world. Everybody represented. It was it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. It was, not, it was not just white and nerdy. It was, it was, it was, no, it was just like Datelines to Catch a Predator. There is yeah. no profile. It was everybody, but somewhat nerdy. Right. <laughs> you know? well, Intelligent, think, intellectual. Yeah. I think we were joking on the way there. We're like, there's going to be a bunch of hipster dudes like right. us. And some of them are going to be here ironically. And right. we're going to be mad at them because we genuinely love it. Yeah. And we got there and it was so bizarre. Yeah. And it was inspiring. It was yeah. like... It was like walking around in any metropolitan area after 9-11 and people would just like randomly like say hello and like hug each other. It's like there's something like some warmth, <laughs> some human yeah. warmth yeah. that is just <laughs> emanating from this situation. It's a wholesomeness that is like foreign to us almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like from middle school into ninth grade, I have a vivid memory of ninth grade. If, like if you went to a party, there was always that one kid who brought yes. at least one Weird Al yes. album that you would put on <laughs> when you were like drinking or smoking marijuana or whatever you were experimenting with. And it would just be like a million times more solid gold, like <laughs> just like the funniest shit you've ever heard. Yeah. So, Sister Brandy, what is your L history? <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the MTV era. Hell like, I yeah. was, you know, right there. So, you fucking owned it. It was pretty much Madonna, Michael Jackson, and Weird Al. I mean, that was the <laughs> fabric of music when yeah. I was growing up. So, like, I just, I honestly didn't realize when I was really young that his music was parody. Right. So I, I took it as like, this is a real song. And so I would, you know, be bopping to it and just think it was a real song. And then I grew up a little, and, I, and then I realized that like, he was more of a parody artist yeah. and it was, it was a realization, but it was a good one. And he does, he does have original songs, but yeah. those didn't usually trickle down to yeah. us kids. Yep. Like some of my favorite Weird Al songs are his originals, but they're like the deep, yeah, I didn't Al get into the deep cuts. cuts. Yeah, no we're, deep cuts. We're like, yeah, when we're Christmas just, at ground zero. Yeah, when, when we're growing up, it's, you know, like a surgeon, it's <laughs> yeah. eat it, you know, yep. it's all that shit. Yeah. But I think that's why he's endured too, because he is a quote unquote novelty act. But if you care enough to stick with him, he's got other shit going on too. Yeah. So, and nowadays, you know, he's transitioning into all the alt cool comedians now obviously recognize how awesome yep. he is and yep. was. And so he's just kind of a man about town now, you yeah. know, like mm -hmm. he's just walking around getting respected, which yeah. has yeah. got to be a great feeling. Well, he's finally <laughs> got enough clout that I think his current tour is only original songs. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So you're going to get the real Al heads out. And and also the, the movie also was on regular replay at my house. Oh yeah, UHF. We would, UHF. yeah, we would we would rent that from Video Jack. Shout out to Video Jack from yeah. Hills, Michigan. Hell yeah. uh, we would rent that often. I mean, I think I think we probably rented it, and then someone else rented it, and then we would rent it again. Like if you would look at the the history of that tape, we it's would probably such like, a special movie. Yeah, I so mean, if you it hits, once. it hits yeah. hard. If you somehow haven't seen UHF and you're listening to this. Do yourself a favor. Are you HF <laughs> Station? That's right. 
Brother Bishki. I listened to my origin story on the way over here. It's called Off the Deep End. Oh, wow. Uh, that, that was your entry point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I probably saw UHF around the same time and was a huge fan. But but Off the Deep End, I had a cassette probably in like fifth grade. I think it was 11. And that was making the rounds at school. That hit big. Yeah. And, and it hit very big. And I was playing it on the way over here. Just amazed at because I'm I don't have a great memory, but my lyric lyrics memory is really good. Oh yeah. And I was just starting to sing along with Poke Your Eyes Out. And I was like, I know <laughs> yes. I know this yeah. completely. Like Oh my God. I that just triggered something You're for me. You're doing it. I was in I was in high school and we were doing some group project and somehow I don't know how it happened, but somehow it just happened that somebody started humming one of the polkas and it's just like I don't want anybody else when I think about you I touch myself and me and this girl just locked eyes and we just plowed <laughs> through the whole thing and we went on a date that night Oh, uh, nice. just yeah. like when you're that age music can just like if yeah. somebody else knows like at the same depth something you do right you yeah. see it as they, a sign and they yeah. feel and it poking yeah. your eyes out is incredible and we like, were yeah, not yeah. compatible Wow. At all, <laughs> but that little burst of Al yeah. got, got the date. Got us the date. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. No, yeah. and I, I, I see. I saw UHF in Chicago. Weird Al was there. This is this is more Whoa. recent. And uh, no, not when I was a kid. And <laughs> but people were crying. Like people, yeah. people love him. And I saw him in concert. It was just at the Greek like a couple years ago, and it was just totally magical. So if you can see him in concert, I recommend it. If you think you're like too old for it or too you're old not. for it, you're not. Like you're going <laughs> to love it. He's <laughs> so beloved and I'm looking forward to this movie because I've heard good things. So that brings us to tonight. All I know about this movie is what my mother has told me. My mom <laughs> scooped me on this. Oh, wow. She's been with me the whole... She's been buying the albums for me. You know, she's been wow. with me the, the whole mother time. of the mother lodge. And she's like... I'm like, mom, keep it muted. Don't spoil it for me. And she's like, all I'll say is this. It's not what you think it is. <laughs> that George, he sure dude does have imagination. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, mom, that in itself is too much. Like, don't even say that. And she's like, well, just let me know when you've seen it. And I'm like, all right, beautiful. <laughs> making it happen. You've seen the trailer though, right? I haven't seen anything. What? No. I saw the trailer. Wow. You know the cast. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. wow. I don't watch. I, wow. Let's keep it muted. If anybody I'm totally, sends, it's muted. If yeah. anybody sends no. me trailers anymore. Wow. I, I would never send you a trailer. I almost but gave something away. I'm I didn't, glad I didn't say anything. I didn't watch the new Indiana Jones trailer. I'm oh, not going to watch So anything. much Digi 4. That's all you got to know. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like they're all going to catch me anyway, so I'm not going to voluntarily watch them, you know, so. And this movie came out on the Roku channel. Mm, Roku. The very first Roku original? No, there's there's been others, but they're, they're very low budget. But this mm. one's like the first big profile. Yeah, yeah. Although I think, I don't think the budget was very high because following Al on Instagram, it seems like they <laughs> shot the movie in like 11 days or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Yeah. So he was on a Tyler Perry-esque wow. schedule. Yeah, I love it. One. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. If Tyler Perry directed a Weird Al movie. Oh, man. That's <laughs> the crossover we need <laughs> that we didn't know we wanted. <laughs> we deserve it. All right. Well, let's go speculate. Let's, let's go spatulate. Let's go, let's go spatulate <laughs> and see what we're dealing with here. Love and light love and Weird and light. Al. I want a new duck. One that won't try to bite. One that won't chew a hole in my socks. One that won't quack all night. I want a new duck. One with big web feet. One that knows how to wash my car. 
and keep us real, real neat. One that won't raid the icebox, one that'll stay in shape, one that's never gonna try to migrate or escape, or I'll tie him up with duct tape. I want a new duck, a mallard I think. One that won't make a mess of my house I'll build a nest in the bathroom sink I want a new duck One that won't steal my beer One that won't stick his bill in my mail One that knows the duck stops here One that won't drive me crazy Waddling all around One who'll teach me how to swim And help me not to drown Show me how to get We got weird, y'all. We are back from the mind of Weird Al Yankovic. I love that he was a writer of this and producer. So you, and supporting actor. <laughs> supporting actor. So you know that it's pure uncut Al. Before we get into it. What's that shot? Rotten Tomatoes. Daniel Radcliffe is quote, Weird Al, unquote, <laughs> Yankovic, in the unexaggerated true story about the greatest musician and sex symbol of our time with Evan Rachel Wood and Rayan Wilson, period. Whoa. Yeah. That's it. Mm. That's okay. All, that's all they're giving us. That's mm. beautiful. Now, was that what you expected? Oh, my God. Mom, you were right. <laughs> how You don't know how right you are. I mean, this is a biopic like none other. Like, I know Weird Al's life story, like, generally. Mm -hmm. And this movie covers a lot of that. But in very little blips. Like, yeah. the fact that he recorded My Bologna in a bus stop bathroom. That was true, yeah. The fact that the drum on uh, Another One Rides the Bus is just someone banging on his accordion case. Mm -hmm. Also true. Yes, true. Pretty much everything else in this movie is not true. <laughs> yeah. so, I didn't know the bathroom bus stop was true. That, I thought that was a joke. But that's, that's like the little, those little slivers of truth are what carry through and make it technically, you know, somewhat of his life story. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I was tipped off that it was, and and I was glad to hear that it was kind of a parody of musical biopics. And uh, you know how I feel about musical biopics. Yeah, and this one just rips like a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody to shreds. <laughs> like. I mean, well, you couldn't, you couldn't do, you shouldn't, and you couldn't do a standard biopic of Weird Al no, because no. it's like what, what would that even be? Growing up middle class in Linwood and. Like getting a degree in architecture. <laughs> like what? Like how would that, that couldn't work. It couldn't work. Yeah. So, you know, everybody wants to celebrate Al. Al knows it's his moment because yeah. everybody loves him. So this is their solution, which is to just make it 
completely crazy. And, and it comes so hard out of the gate. It oh comes so God. hard out of it. I mean, I haven't laughed that hard in maybe ever. Like maybe like an, an early naked gun exposure yeah. Yeah. back in it's the day. An ar- anarchic. Like it's so oh man. Yeah, like, we've watched what five hundred movies in our club? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard Lucas laugh that much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pure yeah. joy. Yeah. Was pure because, joy. Because yeah. there's so many jokes and some of the jokes I knew it was a joke, but then I didn't know how many layers to the joke there were. Yes. And then so like the Jim Morrison thing, when it dipped into that, I was like, are they really doing this and then they were doing it i was like oh my god yeah it's the most beautiful part of the conceit especially in the early going is that in this world of this movie accordion music is cool and dangerous Mm -hmm. and when this movie really clicked for me i mean the the early family stuff is great and there's Tons of great cameos, like Thomas Lennon comes by as a oh, an great. accordion salesman. <laughs> so great. And the father is really against his son playing his accordion. His father was great. I don't know that actor. It's great. No. Toby Huss. Okay. And when he gets to be a teenager, he goes... To, this is when it really clicked for me. When he goes to a party... <laughs> with other teens and it's a polka party like they're only listening totally straight they're listening to polka music they're talking about their favorite polka artists like some people dressed up in lederhosen we're in the polka threads i mean and they're dancing to real polka music and they're serious you can't fake it yeah Yeah, lawrence welk was mentioned yeah Uh, yeah it's great like that minnesota sound love that minnesota Minnesota sound sound. like (laughs) it is like that is the essence of what this movie is trying to do and what it is doing like that, that right there is beautiful. And then, you know, they're all just like, they're obsessed with polka and they, they take out, they take out uh, an accordion and they kind of doodle on it. And then they give it to Al and he just blows them away. And it's just, it's just this perfect (laughs) standard rock biopic, but you just drop Al in there and it makes everything funny. Yeah. Yeah, What movie could make, Polka peer pressure. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Polka peer pressure. <laughs> it's so good. Like there's and there's so many little jokes that I just I just wrote down in my notes that it won't make any sense to you, and I don't even want to like spoil them. But but so the, the reason the joke, the the reason the jokes were so great was because like I said with the layers, you'd be laughing at the joke. And then the button on the end of the scene was so crazy curveball sometimes, or it would just be like a lingering shot or a of something. Look. Somebody yeah, gives yeah. a look. Yeah, and it just yeah. holds on something that is completely obscure or like arbitrary, but it just lands so hard. And the fact when he's declaring, I'm going to be the best according, well, maybe not the best, but the most famous, arguably the most <laughs> arguably the most famous accordion player in a very specific, specific genre, genre of music, <laughs> like that's that's beautiful, and you can just feel the Avatar Pandora tree connection to Al's brain. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you just feel that connection. You know, you feel like it's like this comedy is being wired straight, undiluted into your brain. It's yeah, like it's a great. batter swinging hard at every pitch. <laughs> and like shockingly like Babe Ruth, he was hitting every yes. like yeah. like ball out of the park. Like I, I couldn't breathe while I was laughing. His so hard. college <laughs> roommates are great. They're oh, super yeah. supportive. Oh, yeah. God, that's whole, perfect. Yeah. The whole that whole sequence. The my Bologna sequence. <laughs> the whole my Bologna sequence. We were all dying. Yeah, like, it's yeah. so good. And, you know, I was thinking at that point I was riding so high. I'm just like, is this going to be 
like a jukebox musical, like I assume Mamma Mia is. I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's just like different situations inspire the different songs. You know, I thought that was going to be like the whole thrust same, of it. Same. And I was cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was a good, it was a good like introduction to, yeah. yeah. Good conceit to, yeah. I'm to just establish. like, take me through all of his albums and all of his songs. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, I was hoping, yeah, that there would be, I guess in the end, even more Al music because absolutely every, time they start hinting at that it's going to come into one of his yes. parody songs you get excited it's hilarious and you get excited oh. and, but and they al, play with it too but know? al has some other ideas yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to i think i mean what what do we think about uh mr radcliffe's performance i, I was gonna say before the one celebrity cameo it reminded me of uh, a certain snl actor and then that actor showed up in the movie yeah. and i was <laughs> like exactly. i was like okay this is really meta or something <laughs> like maybe radcliffe was playing at like will forte yep. as weird al or yeah. something yeah or like mcgruber maybe mm -hmm. or something what did you think brandy yeah, I thought he was really good. I've actually met the man and <laughs> shared a cigarette uh, at the pool yeah. at the Four Seasons with him. He's there you go. quite nice. Um, but yeah, when they first announced him, I was just like, right. what? It's like, huh, what? Okay. And then, but and then I was just like, well, Heath Ledger played the, the Joker. And I was like <laughs> surprised at that casting. And that turned out pretty fucking great. So, so yeah, then, then, you know, you see the the first shots of him in the outfit and yeah. the hair. And you're just like, all right, and there it is. And you can tell there's like little micro signifiers that he's really studied Al's vocal patterns. Like, you know, the, the wow, like, like there's just like little tiny, like vocal ticks that. Yeah. And he studded out a little bit. He's a studded version of, of weird Al. So. Which fits with this movie where <laughs> yes. it's like, he's instantly a mega star. Yep. Initially, when you hear biopic, you're like, ooh, how good of an impression is this right, going to be? Right. You know, and then you you see a picture, maybe some like behind the scenes shot in Entertainment Weekly. And sure. you're like, well, they kind of nailed it, I guess. And a day Armas is Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> but this is like, it. it's more of a vibe yes. that he yeah. gets. Yep. That, that playfulness, the funness and the ability to like try to take it dark but in a way that you never feel that it's heavy right it's always mm -hmm. funny yeah mm -hmm. he gets the whole aura of al and he nails it i think i mean who else would play him fucking finn wolfhard i don't think so like yeah, yeah. this is this this is the ideal casting i think yeah he's got some very inspired moments and rain wilson as dr demento is doing some great subtle work here mm -hmm. i think like just the way he stands when he's introduced he's got <laughs> like just this flourish to him you Vaguely know sinister or something yeah he's great Faustian. and yeah. he doesn't overdo it like that's the cool thing is that you know will forte overdoes it because that's his thing but like nobody else really overdoes what what they're here to do you know like if everybody was a fucking soloist in this band of a movie like Think of how grating that would be if like Rain Wilson was like trying to outdo Al, you know, like or if or if Radcliffe was like going too hard, you know, like. Well, it, or in the biopic genre is often Oscar bait. Right. So like people <laughs> yeah. really give it their all when they're playing a historical figure or someone else who is famous. Right. But this situation is just so bizarre that like 
that's way too many hats on way too many hats if they were to do that. So I thought they played that pretty well overall. I did enjoy the um, the Boogie Nights homage. That's a solid uh, wow. crouton. Yes, it is, it is a crouton. Yeah. Uh, I believe, I, I'll have to look it up, but I believe they shot it at the same house. It has to be. The Dr. Demento. In my bones, it's the same house. The Dr. Demento's pool party scene. And yeah, you get this vibe right when they cut to it where you're like, Boogie, Boogie Nights house. So if we're all like thinking that it has yeah, to be yeah, right? it perfect. And they, and they just had like a ton of cameos, but everyone playing a famous person. Oh, it was and so it was, perfect. It was, it was, it was yeah. so it was pretty perfect. Great. You just had everyone. We there, had like. Devo. We had Pee Wee. We had Elvira, Tiny, Tiny Tim, Warhol, David Bowie, Dolly, Grace Jones. Grace Jones. Yeah. yeah it's, Fine. It, and Wolfman Jack played oh. by Jack Black. <laughs> that was yeah, great. It was a great cameo. Like any time where he's like under pressure and needs to come up with a song on camera like that we see him getting inspired is great so he plays another one rides the bus at this pool party and it again it's like if you've heard another one rides the bus it's not something that a normal person (laughs) would bring a tear to their their eye and they would drop all their pretensions and just declare it to be a piece of godly art but this movie it just rocks them to their core and anybody who's watching this loves that song enough that they're just going to be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like that's the cool thing about this movie. It's like you, you see him succeeding wildly and part of you is just like, fuck. Yeah. That's how it should have been. Like that's, this is, this should be how it actually went down. Mm -hmm. The pool party reminded me of yacht rock. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that early YouTube web series, but it kind of, purported to chronicle the early development of what is now known as yacht rock. And it it actually invented the term. And like you said, Justin, there's a lot of people, you know, playing different famous artists in it, but it's more about the vibe than the accuracy. And it just runs on fun and exuberance and a love for what that period was. I guess like I kind of wish they would have taken Al like into the nineties, yes. into the two thousands with all the celebrities that would have been surrounding it. Well, like, that's but what that, we got to talk but about. But it's, it's a budgetary limitation. Like <laughs> I understand how you sure, can't to a point to a point. Yeah. Yeah. But Al gets involved in, in, with Madonna and it kind of turns into an erotic thriller a little bit, which I wanted them to lead into even more with that. But it kind of, the whole movie kind of shifts when she shows up, mm-hmm. which it's funny because, you know, she's a bad influence on him. He falls into a lot of the traps of of stardom. He starts drinking. But we lose track of pretty much everything else that is going on in the movie. And we focus on Madonna and this yeah. intrigue with Pablo Escobar that takes a long time. So it's like... Mm, they, yeah. had, they had the budget for that. They had the budget for that. It's true. And, and, and Evan Rachel Wood, um, I think it's Madonna here, and she doesn't... Uh, she doesn't bring she, much. It's kind of it's a she pretty pops st- bubble gum. Pretty it's a well. pretty standard role. I mean, it's a pretty standard role. But you want almost someone that can bring something to it, or at least yeah, you want her. To, you want her to bring something to it. There's yeah, nothing. I didn't know that was M. Rachel Wood to the credits. Yeah. There's what? nothing yeah. inherently comedic about her in this, other than she's Madonna and she's a bad influence. Maybe she yeah. needed a bigger gap villain. between her teeth or something. Oh, that I, would I mean, be, yeah. 
Well, that's just, what you were getting. But, but at, you're right. right. When the movie <laughs> yeah. when the movie takes a left turn into Madonnaville, I I was like, oof, yeah, it's losing some momentum for me. But I'm still laughing, but not as much, maybe. Right, right. And when it, it's a great joke that people are like, you know, you're just a parody artist, and then. He's like, well, I'm going to write something original. And he writes, eat it. And then there's a running joke that Michael Jackson ripped him off, which is great. Yeah. But that should just be one of those things that you keep moving from. You know, right. you, you hit that mm-hmm. joke and then you keep you keep rolling. But it becomes kind of the spine of the second half of the yeah. movie. It's weird. You don't necessarily want the whole parody thing to get derailed, you know, mm-hmm. like have him have that situation and then quickly go back to parody so we can get to more music. Yeah. You want more music. Definitely in the second half. I think that's the, pro- that's another problem. It's just, there's not a lot of Al yeah, music. They never the get to half. off the deep end. Well, for reasons we'll get to in the end, but, but they never get in, <laughs> into the nineties, which there's a lot of great Al in the nineties and, and you kind of want them to get there. There is a great section that Lucas alluded to earlier that is in this back half of the movie that I have to call the Salad Dragon. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. This is when... Al is completely boozed out of his mind. And Madonna, you can tell, is just trying to manipulate him into creating a parody of one of her songs because he gives artists the Weird Al bump and their sales skyrocket. So she's chasing that bump. And he's like almost dead on stage. He just got a blood transfusion. And that's what inspired Like a Surgeon. But then... They want him to do eat it. And he's so pissed off about Michael Jackson ripping him <laughs> off that he just goes out on stage in his leather pants and no shirt. And it slowly devolves into like the band is just, just starts noodling around like the doors. And it just devolves into this Jim Morrison, like yelling at the audience. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're all slaves. You're all slaves. Swaying the Jack Daniels. I mean, that shit is great. He's like, I'll whip it out. And then he whips out his accordion and the police arrest him. Like, that's all great stuff. Yeah. You and know, it leads into like a, him writing like a surgeon and he goes into the ER. Yeah. And there's and there's a kung fu section in a diner and, you know, they kidnap Madonna and he says, Mr. Escobar, you just made the worst mistake of your life. And then I know what he wanted to do. He wanted to cut to the next establishing shot of the jungle you know, the nice drone shot yeah. over the joke, like classic UHF. Like, yeah. And it's to yeah. have the viewer be like, what the fuck are we watching? Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on paper, I love that. Yeah. But you had such a good thing going. Like yeah. this, this should have been another aside, mm-hmm. you know, like again, like not you, a whole like section of the movie. Yeah. If you're explaining this to somebody or if, even if you're thinking back on it and you're like, oh, there's 15 minutes in the middle of the movie where he's just fucking mowing down Escobar's people. Yeah. You know, like that's funny, but yeah. to actually, I don't know. Am I, I, felt, am I wrong? No, no, no. no I no, felt I the same, right. the same way where I was like, they went beyond the ship, you know, where they just yeah. needed to pump the brakes a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh man, we're really stuck in the weeds with this, uh, <laughs> sub, sub parody. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's sub, a subplot parody. It's a subplot sub parody. Yes. Like there's a movie that could have been that I'm yearning for, but at a certain point, 
so much of it is so good that like what I don't know. And yeah. and even now thinking back on it, it is kind of funny. I just didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little tired. I got a little fatigued. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I wonder if that's a comment on the constant like demand for parodies that he probably actually feels mm. as an artist. Like I do some original songs. Right. Like I know everyone just cares about the parodies, but like that's kind of what happens in the movie. Right. Which is like, oh, you want only parodies, don't you? Well, <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough. Here you go. There's always a couple originals in the album. So they get out of the Escobar section and then he goes home and the, the mom is in like a digital, <laughs> half digital part practical fat suit. This this felt like a relic of like 20 years ago. I don't even know if you can do that anymore. I don't think well, you can. But I, <laughs> I, but I, did. I thought they were setting up like, you know, I'm fat or well, whatever. Well, they were. They are. But they, but, didn't, but they didn't play the song. So no, I was like, why? Yeah, they were playing with that. And what do you think, Bishki? Can you do <laughs> that in 2022? <laughs> I don't know, but... Like she's like, I'm fat. If you're going to set up fat, you kind of got to play fat in my opinion. But I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it though. They just, they just dangled it right in front of you. Like you want this, don't you? Right. Jackass. Here's Amish paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they tee it up, they set it up and then they don't, they don't give it to us. So, and then, you know, with Amish paradise, they do have a shot of Coolio and that's like the one moment I remember from the VH one behind the music with weird Al, which is hilarious. That's the one moment in his life where he actually did have controversy. Right. Yeah. You could have had some drama that there. That could have yeah. been great. But because we yeah. were actually in the weird timeline where it's actually still the 1980s, I think he didn't choose to do that. But. Right. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, in a movie like this, I started writing down things that didn't make sense for the 80s. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, yeah. Madonna voguing in 1985? I don't think so. <laughs> Settle down, Matt. Like, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be a watchdog for fucking, you know, correct chronology here. But the Coolio thing, there's several scenes that that could have been, you mm-hmm. know, and it could have been hilarious. And especially since Coolio made peace with it and well coolio's dead now too which no he did it, make peace though but he, he did make peace, peace before and, he and, made and coolio. The, like said it was like <laughs> yeah. pretty damn funny yeah yeah so anyway they kind of bring it back together at the end but another thing too is like there's so many scenes with his parents and there's so many scenes where it's kind of like played straight when the movie is this wacky, you're wasting time with that. Like we're not, our hearts are not being touched because we're not trusting anything. Yeah. You know, there's so much more real estate on the back end that could have gone to funny shit, you know? And that's true. I feel like it just slowed down, but it comes it, out of the gate so strong that it comes out of the gate. So fucking strong that I, it's tough to keep that up. And I understand. Yeah. And I knew during the middle of how strong that strong stream was, I was I'm like, like there's no way. There's no <laughs> way. Is this better than UHF? This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's complex, but they wrap it up and the ending <laughs> is pretty damn good. <laughs> With yeah. Al gets assassinated at the Grammys. You know, it says Madonna, Ciccone is still at large. <laughs> and then there's like an end credit sequence that is a crouton in and of itself. Mm. <laughs> 
it starts by just showing real pictures of Al. So you get you get lulled into that feeling of like, oh, I've seen this. This is like an in memoriam. Yeah, it's like a biopic, and you almost like start tearing up because yeah. it's like because you're like, oh, childhood shit. picture, yeah. and and it's sincere. You're like, oh, I sincerely. This is the sincere. <laughs> You know, photo montage. Tribute to Al, yeah. And then shit starts going sideways. Like, they, you know, show him, you know. Getting arrested, getting, like, dragged by four Yeah, like, cops. to follow the movie boxing, instead of his real life. Boxing with Don King, like, looking on. Getting arrested. <laughs> Being eulogized by Ronald Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't stop. And then they show Madonna visiting his gravestone. And it says born, you know, whenever, and then ate it, 1985. (laughs) (laughs) And she crouches down and his arms come out and it's a, you know, Carrie parody. Oh, it's so good. He grabs her. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just throw so much into this. It's so, it's exactly like what the fans deserve or Mm -hmm. want, or I would imagine would want, you know, there's a cameo from Al. As oh, a, yeah, as one of the Scotty Brothers <laughs> yep. record yeah. executives. Which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I could have used more Al in it even. Like, he's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, absolutely. I really liked when Al was like, Mike, he, he's the one that breaks the news to, to the real Al breaks the news to Daniel Radcliffe Al that Michael Jackson has written a song called Beat It. <laughs> and Radcliffe is like, oh, so it's about eggs. And I was like, he's like, no, it's about fighting or trying to avoid a fight. I don't know. (laughs) Nobody knows what Michael Jackson songs are about, you know? That's just beautiful. It's beautiful writing. So, I mean, shit. Let's go to him, Weird Al Bounce. Mishki, you are first to bone. Ooh. First to bone. Set the bone tone. Ah, well, I was kind of seeing where everyone was. No, no, <laughs> no. Because, you know, I share a lot of, of Lodge Master's feelings. I mean, I was, la- I was, my bones were so high the first, at least like half hour of the movie. Yeah. We were all like four dying. Bones. I was like, when this the accordion salesman got beat up. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I was uh, just, I was just. <laughs> we'll help you through it, Bishki. Busting a gut. And then. It's like four bones. Yeah. It basically was four <laughs> bones for a long time. And uh, because it was probably the, one of the best comedies of the year. And it still is one of the best yeah. comedies of the year. Yeah. And what's then, the competition? <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of competition. And. And then it kind of turned into what more of I was maybe expecting. I, I Or maybe. I guess I would have liked more Al music and I would have liked just the constant parody of the music biopic. Like just watch every single music biopic in the past like (laughs) 30 years and parody them and go through Al's entire career through up to at least like white nerdy or something like that. Right. But it kind of goes off in different directions in the second half. Yeah, it does. So with that being said, uh, I Quit love stalling, bitch. I love Weird Al. It's definitely in the spirit of UHF. Yes, I do feel a lot of love and light, and I'm laughing a lot. Um, you gotta, you gotta give credit to the laughs. Yeah, you know. I mean, it comes out so strong. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna brother Ben bump. It's a brother Ben bump, y'all. Because I know Ben loves Weird Al. Yes. I think he does. Okay. Uh, three bones. <laughs> three bones. Like, come on. You can't. Yep. There's not much you can say. Like, okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what people say. <laughs> All right. We're going to Brandy. 
Ooh, I feel like I'm in the presence of like super fans. So yeah, I'm a little you pressured are. You are. Here. No, listen, <laughs> do not feel pressure. You need to be honest. I am. I, that, I'm going to try to be very honest. Um, but yeah, I, I did like it. It's not like I didn't like it, but I, I don't feel like I got like the deepness that you guys did on a lot of the stuff. Yeah. So as like a more of a casual fan, sure. I'm going to say two and a half bones. We accept like, that. As do, super fans, I, we accept yes, that. Yes, I don't want to insult the council. No, um, I'm, I'm basically there. Yes, it's, yes. it's just Ben's love of Weird Al that, yeah. that brings me up. I love, yeah. okay, so yes, what thanks, I love about ben. it thanks, ben. is there's a self-deprecating humor while he's pumping him up, yes. himself up so much yeah. to be like, you know, he'll he'll do the side, like, you know, the of this genre, blah, blah, blah. He'll yeah. Like, but then he'll also be like, yeah, these five, you know, platinum records, I wear them around my neck. So it's just <laughs> so like, I love that humor. And it, I thought it was super fun. And Daniel Radcliffe was really good and just energy. He had, he had that high energy, yes. weird owl aura. And he really captured that. So, and like the pool scene alone is just, that yeah. was so fun. They knew yeah. they needed Having to pull all out those the people in there. So yeah, two and a half solid, weird, weird bones. Yeah. Paul F. Tompkins is Gallagher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hitting the watermelon too. Yes. Yes. Two R. and R. a yeah. half. Yeah. R.P. Gallagher, man. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> we're going to go brother LT. I was just thinking this movie had a good uh, salad character. Ooh, what do you got? Which was the Hey Boy. Oh, the Hey Boy. (laughs) Which made a couple appearances throughout the movie. But the first time, it just landed so hard for me for some reason. Because the mom was like... Like night, night, like don't let the bed bugs give you night terrors or something. And then the camera just pans over and it's just like this stack of hay. That's when he goes out to <laughs> a party <laughs> and his friends are like, oh, well, you got to use a hay boy. Don't worry, we'll take care of it. And it's just, it's not even as close to resembling a That's human. Pure L, I know. It's like, I don't know what it is, but I like, I love it. Like I want more of that, yeah. whatever that is. Hay boy energy. Um, big hay boy energy. And then, yeah, like, like Lodge Master mentioned, like it clicked for me when the they got to the yeah the polka peer pressure party so good and then i think like what put it over the edge for me was the boogie nights house where i was like oh my god like they nailed it like they they did it just right and it was like that in and of itself is a joke and then you've got all the cameo celebrity cameos just like another joke and then at the end of the scene there's like people cheering and then you see like a security guard, like say something like now you want me to, you wanted me to do it now. And he's like, where, where I was like, yeah, yeah, do it now. And he like pulls out a taser and just starts tasing oh Jack Black as Wolfman Jack. <laughs> so and it's, <laughs> it's so random, but yeah. like it works. Like it just works. Yeah. So me. yeah, I saw this movie, right? Like I, <laughs> I had like a little, uh, cerveza, yes. Spina, yes. little vape, little flavored mm-hmm. grape, grape little juice. Little vape, vape will take you a long way in this movie. And I just got lost in it. Like I just was just completely focused and like laughing. And then, yeah, I kind of hit a snag with the Pablo Escobar (laughs) subplot. But that's the price you pay, right? When that's you go, right. when you go up river, when you fly to, that high, the heart of imagination, you yeah. know, you can get lost a little bit. Um, <laughs> and it was just so great to see, yeah, Weird Al on screen. Have you and, ever and, heard the hothead be this gracious? This is yeah. great. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm also. I might quote that back to you I'm when also, I need it sometime in the future. I'm you know, also, the river of imagination, Lucas. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna give this a brother Ben bump. It's a brother Ben bump, y'all. 
because you should have been here tonight. So I'm going to give it three and a half bones. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Woo. Yes. That's a Brother Ben Ultra Bump. Dude. Wow. I heard it in the laughs, dude. Yes. It was yeah. pure love. Yeah. I was huge. crying out at, at the Jim Morrison thing. I was yeah. crying. Yeah. That was yeah. huge. When he, when he just goes, uh, you want me to whip it out? And <laughs> the, co- it out. the cops show up like ready to arrest him. <laughs> so good. Amazing. So good. All right. We got some bones cooking here. Brother Justin, oh, what's going on with your bone broth? Oh, man. It's it's simmering, <laughs> like the the it's a tough act to follow. The movie's just such love and light. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm listening to the critiques and I feel you. I hear you. Sure. I don't I don't even want to say them. I yeah. agree. Yeah, but I can also easily see a world where they did just keep going, right. and it's just inspiration after inspiration, you know, like that smells like Nirvana. We'd be upset about that too. (laughs) I don't know. It would get routine. It would just be because the movie even knows it would get routine because they set one up and they're essentially like, and they're like, nope, no, (laughs) we we moved on. We've moved on. We're (laughs) we're on to something else. (laughs) So I think they smartly knew like we have to pivot. Yeah. Even if it's going to, you know, slow this roller coaster down yep, a little bit. Yep. We need to do it. So, yeah, I'm right along there with you guys. I think this is a three and a half bone movie. Yeah. This was fucking hilarious. And when you were saying, you know, competition from other comedies, I, weird, I fucking right? can't even think of one. It's yeah. weird. I will what? revisit this. This is definitely something that'll the gift that will keep on giving, I think, with yeah. jokes. Yeah. yeah. And I mean. You know, I could go off to a tirade about why modern comedy is hurting. <laughs> he could. What is what is what yeah. is the competition? The only right? thing there I can compare it to is like Walk Hard, right? Um, but that doesn't come close. The to only thing movie, I can like, compare it to is Zaz, is Zucker Abrams, Zucker, like yeah. that peak parody comedy. This is all 20, 30 years ago. I oh yeah, I mean, of all time, there's there's competition. <laughs> there's but competition. All, but like, that's that's recent, amazing yeah. to me that like there's I, I guess I yeah I don't see parody anymore. Like this no. good that because it was also like shot well and cut well and so yeah. the jokes landed even harder because they were taking it seriously yep. most of the yeah. time. Well, yeah. is it what Seltzer and Friedberg just destroyed the parody <laughs> movie? They burned. They, they killed. They it. burned the forest down, and now there's a little sapling of this film that's <laughs> gonna bring it back. Maybe. Oh. Ooh. All right. I've already said pretty much everything I have to say about it. I oh, I gotta follow the laughs. Jesus. I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard that consistently, you know, like like when he gets the record deal and all his roommates just go ape shit, uh, like scary, <laughs> crazy. Like one guy takes his shirt off and the other guy starts breaking plates. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is the tough part of this. And Bishki, you handled it very well. Mm-hmm. I do think it's like a two and a half bone piece of cinema. But it's a three bone movie. Yeah. But it's a three and a half bone comedy. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to take the highest bone count Woo. at three and a half mm. out of the spirit of love and light. I like and the that fact curve. that I love this man and I worship the ground that and he walks bump on. it up to Brother Ben Bump. <laughs> <laughs> Should I bump it? No, no. no. Okay. All right. Ben All right. That's a little extreme. Yeah. That's like crazy. something I'd wake up tomorrow morning and be like, what? Did, how yeah. much did I bone last night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What did I do? I overboned. I overboned, man. <laughs> no such thing. Uh, 
so yeah, okay. I feel good about that. I feel yeah. good about that. I mean, what a companion piece to UHF. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, it oh. really is amazing. I just got yeah. the tingles thinking about that. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to hit this hard. I no. really <laughs> didn't. I was like, no, my expectations were not this high. Not yeah. sure what I was expecting. It hit different. So, yeah, let's uh, crank up our Spotify Weird Al playlist. Justin's apparently been doing it for <laughs> quite <Yeah>. some time now. <laughs> the yeah. LodgeCast parody of this will be... I love bumping bones. <laughs> Call Brother Ben and bump with me. <laughs> love and light, y'all. Love, love and light. light. Oh, sometimes I think back to when I was younger. Life was so much simpler then. Dad would be up at dawn. He'd be watering the lawn. Or maybe going fishing again. Oh, and Mom would be fixing up something in the kitchen Fresh biscuits or hot apple pie And I'd spend all day long in the basement Torturing rats with a hacksaw And pulling the wings off of flies Those were the good old days Those were the good old days The years go by but the memories stay She was my high school romance She was fun to talk to and nice to smell So I took her to the homecoming dance Then I tied her to a chair and I shaved off all her hair And I left her in the desert all alone Well sometimes in my dreams I can still hear the screams Oh I wonder if she ever made it home I tell you. Those were the good old days, those were the good old days. The years go by, but the memory stays. And those were the good old days. Big Hey Boy energy.